Hi friend, welcome back. And I also want to say genuinely thank you so much to everyone who has emailed and slacked and commented and texted me about that first episode. I really love you all and I appreciate all of those words of affirmation because it really helps when you're trying something new. Now, before we get into it, I have a very exciting announcement. The first week of January, I am hosting three nights of planning and reflection and mood boarding, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So I want to invite you to join me for Vision Week, a three-night live event at the Pretty Decent Internet Cafe. So January 4th, 5th, and 6th at 7 p.m. Eastern each night, we will come together on Zoom and talk about how we want to invest and regenerate our time, money, and motivation in this new year. This is not going to be one of those workshops where somebody is like telling you to get your shit together. It'll be light. It'll be fun. And I think it'll be really honest. So sign up at prettydecent.org and we can hang out. Oh, and it will be recorded and the recordings will be available for probably about a week. So if you can't make it live, you can still RSVP and get all the good stuff. Cool? Okay, let's get into today's episode. In this episode, I want to talk about trying. More specifically, I want to talk about trying in public, aka putting yourself out there and allowing other people to see you trying. So when I think about trying, I immediately think of this phrase, trying too hard. I don't know what your high school culture was like, but in the social universe that I existed in, there were very few things less desirable than looking like you were trying too hard. I remember once in the 10th grade, I was hanging out with this group of boys and it was a period of my life where I was definitely trying to be cool. I wanted specific cool people to like me. I was trying to go to all the right parties and dress the right way. And there was one of these boys who basically just looked at me mid-sentence and was like, you're trying too hard, stop putting on a show. And I was so embarrassed. I don't know what he was trying to say. Um or maybe even what he was trying to protect me from, or what he saw reflected in my behavior, or if he was just being an asshole. Um, but when he said it, I, I distinctly remember feeling see-through. I just felt so visible. You know, I felt like my cover had been blown and everyone had noticed. And I felt like all of the effort that I had been putting in had been wrong. And I carried that feeling with me for a really long time. I've always been a really social person. I've always cared a lot about social dynamics. In my early life, I thought that this made me vain or vapid or silly or someone that was trying too hard. But when I got to college and started studying things like sociology and journalism, I realized that it was actually a strength. You know, it was what Tina Brown would call observation greed. But even still, with all of that language and understanding of maybe, you know, why I was the way that I was, that defense mechanism was still there. I'm, it is still here. I'm still afraid of looking like I'm putting on a show or like I'm trying too hard. And I think the reason that I'm afraid of that is because I don't want to be embarrassed. When I first started Pretty Decent, it was a mood board account on Instagram. I feel like I tell this story all the time. It was a place where I was, you know, trying to learn hand lettering and maybe trying my hand at graphic design. I was very much curating an aesthetic or a brand identity you know, I was spending a lot of time on Pinterest and a lot of time caring really deeply about music. It was 2017, the year of control, and, you know, all of these incredible records I was just really obsessed with. And 
I was coming out of college where I had a really intense social circle where everyone knew everyone and knew everything about everyone. And I was also coming out of a relationship where I was really intensely critiqued. And I think when I started Pretty Decent as a place outside of myself, I really was looking for a place to be myself or be my new self, maybe, you know, my post-grad self. I wanted somewhere where I wouldn't feel judged or perceived in bad faith and where I could try safely to make something for myself or experiment. You know, I wanted to try. I wanted to make friends. Actually, now some of my closest internet friends, specifically Lissa and Roxanne, came from this era because I had these Instagram bots that were crawling and finding people who I thought might like the same things as me and like liking and commenting on their posts. It was not great. My engagement rate is still pretty trash because of it, but it worked because I made those two friends. So shout out to them. Anyways, the point of me telling you this story or both of those stories is to, I guess, illustrate my experience and my perception of trying. I went digging for some theory or research around trying and I did find some like really philosophical stuff, but I think what I'm interested in is not how we try or why we try, but how we cope with trying and how we cope with trying in front of people, which nowadays, especially for most of you listening who I know probably want to build or are building creative digital businesses means online. I want you to imagine trying to learn how to juggle. And maybe you already know how to juggle, in which case you can think of like trying to learn how to hula hoop or something. But I want you to imagine trying to learn something that is maybe a little bit silly, no offense to jugglers and hula hoopers, but something where you're probably going to drop things or mess up or fall over or whatever. Now, of course, you can learn to do those things alone in your room without telling a single soul about it. And then you can pop out months later and impress everyone you know. But imagine you only had two options. You could either walk outside onto the street, a street where nobody knows you, and try to juggle there, or you could go live on Instagram right now and stream yourself trying to learn how to juggle. Which would you prefer? Some of you might say online. Honestly, I might say online at this point in my life, but there was a time where I thought that the most embarrassing thing that I could ever do was talk to my Instagram story. And so if you said outside or in a place where nobody knows me, I get that because I used to be so embarrassed. And so that's what I really think this is about, embarrassment. Now, luckily for all of us, I finally found a copy of Brene Brown's new book, Atlas of the Heart. And in it, she kind of goes through and decodes each feeling or experience we have as humans. So this is what she says about embarrassment. Embarrassment is a fleeting feeling of self-conscious discomfort in response to a minor incident that was witnessed by others. When we feel embarrassed, we can feel exposed, flustered, and clumsy. She writes that we often end up responding to our embarrassment in non-threatening ways, like using humor, saying we're sorry, or sometimes just moving on and not acknowledging it. And then later, this is my favorite part, Quote, those of us who are more sensitive about social norms and being accepted are more susceptible to embarrassment. Yeah, so needless to say, I am very sensitive to social norms. I don't like when people don't like me. I don't really like standing out. I like being someone that people like to be around. And I hate being someone who leaves the room and knows that people are making eyes to each other or whispering about behind their back. And so I end up being really susceptible to embarrassment. 
which has made trying on the internet, where almost anyone can see, really challenging for me. Recently, I had a TikTok video of me just literally talking for three minutes go, for my standards, relatively viral. At the moment, it has around 73,000 views and over 300 comments. And it's not like it's an irrelevant video. It is a video that is specifically speaking to the type of person that I work with, a creative thinker who wants the freedom of working for themselves, but doesn't necessarily see themselves building an empire or scaling to eight figures and 500 employees or whatever entrepreneurship is often painted to be. The people that are in our membership or even, you know, just our free Slack community are mostly people who want to make enough money to support themselves and their families and be financially healthy, but they don't want to do that at the expense of the quality and the fulfillment of their life, not at the expense of their time or their energy, at least not all the time. So it is a good thing that this video got so many views and attracted so many of my people, but I still feel really weird about it. I feel perceived and I feel visible and maybe even a little unsafe because of what those feelings bring up for me based on the experiences that I have had. And I definitely feel addicted to checking my notifications because I am afraid that if I stay away too long, the tides will turn and it'll hit the wrong side of TikTok and I'll just start getting a bunch of mean comments. So I don't know. It's a weird feeling. And unlike the last episode, I don't really have a theoretical understanding of why or how it feels this way. I just know that it it does feel weird. What I do have, though, is a practice of self-compassion. And self-compassion in this context looks like me recognizing that I do feel discomfort at being seen trying by that many people. And it looks like affirming that this happens, I know this happens to plenty of regular people, especially on TikTok all of the time, and that I'm certainly not alone in feeling this way. And self-compassion ends with me saying what I would say to a friend, which is that this is normal and it's good and it's evidence that your voice matters and it's being heard by the people that you make things for. And I know that that's obviously a relatively extreme example. To be clear, I've been trying publicly on the internet for years without ever seeing that amount of reach. Your version of trying in public might be talking to your Instagram story for the first time or writing a blog post or going out and playing your instrument on the street. However it is you have decided to try, I want to first congratulate you and also affirm that the more you continue to try and let yourself be seen trying, the more you allow people to get to know you. And the more you allow people to get to know you, the more you do start to attract the people that get you. Because there are people that get you, you know, not everyone gets it. My best friend Vicky and I in college could sum up a new acquaintance in one sentence. She gets it, which means we are definitely hanging out with her again, or she doesn't really get it, but we still love her. Not everyone's going to get it. Not everyone's going to think what you're doing is cool, unfortunately. Some people are going to see you trying and get genuinely triggered. It's going to mirror something in them that they don't want to see. And if you're trying on the internet to build something or create a community of people who do get you, it might take a while for those numbers to start adding up. But it doesn't matter whether five people see your video or 500,000 people follow you overnight. Until you, until I, until all of us can get comfortable in the discomfort of being seen, 
trying is always going to take a lot more energy than it necessarily needs to. So all of that being said, I want to offer you some quick tips for trying in public from someone who has been doing it for a couple of years now. One, I think that community helps. So trying in front of people doesn't necessarily need to mean trying in front of the entire world, which is what it can feel like when we do it on a public social media platform where we don't know if like our childhood bully or our ex-boyfriend is watching those videos. When you have a community that can provide a safer space, as our member Samantha says, a safer space for exploration or thinking out loud or expressing your ideas, you can practice trying without as much concern about it ending up on the wrong person's for you page. Obviously, I think Pretty Decent and our membership to study is a really great place for you to do that because we do share a lot of the same values and we've created a community together that is, I think, genuinely really supportive and caring about one another. But you can find community wherever you need to, in your real life, in your own space, with your close friends, on your close friend's story, whatever it is you need. Two, I want you to remember that everything can be an experiment, particularly the online things. Each video you make for TikTok or each slide post you share on Instagram, these are all tiny experiments that are made up of a whole lot of variables. Font size, posting time, sound versus no sound, lighting, whatever. So if something flops, that doesn't have to mean anything about who you are or what your effort is worth. It just means that some of your variables came together and something about it didn't really work. And to that note, three, I would say define your experiments. So before you try and put yourself out there, determine what it is you want to happen as a result. My number one priority right now is growing my email list and growing our membership. So the fact that I posted that video and got two amazing new members in our membership is so cool to me. And it's exactly why I decided to try. So whether it's quantitative or money related or not, consider what you want the results to be and consider that even one new follower or one new email subscriber is one more than you had before. And so what does it look like to let that be worth it? All right, friends, that's all I have for today. If you're listening to this and it's not January 4th, 5th, or 6th, 2022 yet, definitely come RSVP for Vision Week. I'll put the link in the description of this episode, or it'll be just at prettydecent.org. It's going to be really fun. We're going to spend three nights in a row making mood boards and planning and reflecting and journaling. So if you can make it, please do. And if you want to watch but you can't come live, still RSVP because the recordings are going to be available for a whole week. So you'll still get access to the workbooks and all of that. And if you are interested in joining the study, our private membership here at the Pretty Decent Internet Cafe, the doors are open and you are more than welcome whenever you feel ready. And I hope to see you there. Thanks for listening and leave a review, I guess, is what I'm supposed to ask you to do. I'll talk to you soon. <laughs>